Welcome to the Revolution of Interdependence podcast. My name is Will Sampson. I'm a social scientist who helps guide executives and companies to new levels of growth. You know, if you want to improve your life all by yourself, that's your business. But if you want help from others, well, that's our business. And that's what this podcast is all about, helping each other succeed. We do that by inviting people into a growing revolution of interdependence. I'm super excited today. I have Timmy from Connect One Marketing, and she describes herself as a business consultant and marketing guru for people who are in the spiritual industry. And because of the nature of this podcast, we have a lot of people trying to figure out how to start businesses or be involved in other endeavors that are going to heal the world. So I am so excited to bring you uh, this podcast today. So let's get started. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, I am here with Timmy, who I'm super excited to interview. Timmy is a spiritual business mentor, an authentic marketing expert, and a change maker on a mission to help humanity evolve, evolve rather. And she describes herself as the CEO who left to live in a jungle so she could recalibrate, which we're going to talk a lot about because that to me is really interesting. So welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me here. I'm really excited to be having this conversation with you and, and see what comes up throughout our chat. Excellent. So we have only one stock question, which is, because this is all about creating a revolution of interdependence, how we help each other succeed. So we have only one stock question, which is, tell me about someone or some group that was one of the difference makers for you. It's the reason why you were able to do what you do in life. Yeah, there are quite a few, actually, because I've always been really conscious about who I surround myself with, because the people that you are surrounded with, they have a major impact on how you see the world, how your mindset shifts, and, and just how you react, basically, on a, on a day-to-day basis. But if I had to pick two of them that really stand out for me, they were like my coaches that uh, I, I worked with. One of them, the first one that I worked with, that was back in 2015. Back then, I was uh, living on a small island uh, in the Mediterranean Sea. It's an island called Malta. Maybe some of your listeners are familiar with it. It's really close to, um, to Sicily. And back then, I was in a sort of mid-junior, mid mid-management marketing position. I was quite new to marketing, and I didn't really have the sort of immediate opportunities for me to become a leader back then. But when I worked with this coach, he really wanted to push me to, to really dare to dream big and really go after what I truly wanted from within and um, one of the sort of goals and, and uh, object- objectives that we came up with is that I wanted to become a CEO and at the time it seemed like a crazy idea I was like how am I supposed to do this I, I don't have these opportunities I didn't even have that sort of a career track or path track in front of me so I was like I don't mind like I'm going to get there somehow and I forgot about this completely I just put it out there I knew why I wanted to do it as well the reason why I wanted to do it is to to help to build something together along with a team and it was very clear in my mind that I wanted to do it on a startup level and in a startup setup because you can then really see the results of your work so anyway, a year later, I, I was already a marketing director. I, I progressed super fast because of my coaching as well. And then suddenly the group that I was working with, it was a startup group. They decided to open a new company within the group and, uh, and offered me the, the CEO position. 
And that's when it hit me. I said, wow, literally it was only a year ago when I came up with this goal and it didn't make sense at the time. And then suddenly it's here. So that was one of them. And the second coach that I worked with that was quite recently, this was um, back in the end of last year in 2021. I was um, already um, starting my business. I had a few clients on my own. I was also supporting some really cool projects. I was a head of a coaching company based in London. And I felt that something was missing. And I just felt that I wasn't quite using my potential enough in a way. So I, I ended up working with this amazing coach. And she was the second person that really helped me see things from a different perspective and just changed my mindset completely to realize that it's okay for me to be impatient and it's okay for me to, to want to get involved, you know, with all these different projects at the same time, because that's just part of who I am. And I need to bring my authenticity into everything I do, including my business. So that's one of the reasons as well. Now I'm, I'm out there and trying to promote this for others as well, that it's perfectly okay if maybe you don't fit into a specific category and all you need to do is realize who you really are and how you can bring it into your day-to-day -day and, your, and your work life as well. I, I love that insight. Yeah. The, you know, the box that was designed for us just doesn't mm. seem to fit virtually any of us anymore. Um, and it does seem that uh, there's this, there's this role uh, for, for those of us willing to um, not, not abide by the, excuse my French, but the bullshit rules that we yep. were given, like there's gotta, clearly there's gotta <laughs> be something bigger. And you don't strike me as somebody who, who operates by rules because you left that CEO position to go yes. live, in a, live in a jungle. <laughs> like, tell us more about that. Yeah, I know that's a, that's a weird story, but that really shaped me <laughs> to become yeah. the person I am. So, so what happened is when I did get that job and I did become a CEO, everything was great on paper. I loved what I was doing, the team that I was building, the company, everything was great, but it wasn't amazingly great or wasn't magnificent or ex extraordinary in a way I'm not, I'm not sure if that makes sense so on paper it was okay I, I loved the job I loved the team everything else was going well but then one day I just woke up and I felt that I'm not happy I'm not happy deep inside that even though what I'm doing and then the finances were great you know I had the great people around me on paper everything seemed nice but there was a little void inside me somewhere and then kept on telling me that something's missing something isn't right and that's when I realized that what happened in that process, I was chasing that dream of becoming a, you know, a leader, an authentic leader. At the same time, I ended up losing my authenticity in that process because I was changing and evolving as a person. And I didn't realize that the goals that I wanted three or four or five years prior to that were no longer the same goals that I, that were driving me or, or I, I had, you know, in, inside of me. So that's when that kind of created a bit of an internal conflict within me. And then when I had this feeling and I realized that, okay, this is coming from a, from a soul level, like this is something deeper that it's, it's telling me that I need to, I need to make a change. I need to do something. So the next morning I, I arranged a meeting with the group CEO and I told him that I'm sorry, but I need to quit. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm going to be doing next, but I just need to go. I need to leave. I need to leave even the island behind. I need to go and live somewhere, somewhere else. So I kind of like within a few weeks, a few months when I wrapped things up, I just bought a ticket. I went to, uh, to Sri Lanka. I wanted to do uh, just to travel there for a little bit on my own. So I backpacked across the country for, a, for about, uh, about a month or so, a little bit over that. 
and then I came back to uh, to Europe. I'm based in Europe right now, and um, I still had that feeling. I said that something is still not done. So I just decided to buy another ticket, <laughs> go back out there, and uh, see what happens. And that's when I ended up living in in the, that country for a little while, literally in a jungle, trying to to figure out what is it that I really want and trying not to get caught up in the what I should be doing process, but really allowing myself time as well to realign who I actually was and, and what was important for me. Because what I said that when I worked with my coach before, that, that person that was no longer there, like that me, that old me was no longer there. I had different drives and different motivations. So those things were really out of alignment. And, and that's when I really had that sort of mental space to create something for me in my mind to know like, okay, now I know the direction. I need to be doing something where I can bring my, my crazy spiritual side into even my, my work life. And I don't have to choose between the two. I don't have to choose, you know, being successful in business and, and building businesses versus being and following my spiritual path. I can just combine them together. So that's how it kind of became a thing for me in my mind and it came to the surface but it was a really amazing experience and I wish everyone could just do this as well for a few months to take a break go out there and realign who you are and, and figure out what you actually enjoy and want to be doing yeah I love that and you know it seems that virtually every spiritual tradition has this idea of a wilderness journey or a mm. place apart so I'm curious like what what in your experience, like what was unique about that, about kind of being away from the corporate world and and being out in the jungle? Like what in what was enabled to happen that wouldn't have happened if you were just in the mainstream of the world in the in the broader culture? Yeah, definitely the difference in the uh, in everything that surrounded me, because that was also my first time in, in that region of the world. And when you see different cultures, different people, different mentalities, it really starts shifting things in your mind and it expands your mindset as well in general, because travel alone just does that. Even when you just go on a holiday, you know, it just that's why it's great when people do on, on vacation and, and traveling that you meet with different people, you meet with different traditions, different cultures, principles, belief systems, all these different things are being thrown at you that maybe you haven't have, you know, had the chance to, to see them if you are growing up in your little bubble and you're not experiencing all these, all these differences. So that I think is definitely one of the reasons that led me to, to be able to go through this internal journey and transformation as well, to hear all of these um, stories of people who were really struggling or they were nearly, you know, at a sort of severe poverty state and helping their stories and seeing how maybe happy they are, happier they were than the average people that I left behind in, in Europe. And then I could hear them calling me and complain about the trivial things when I could hear about stories for people who lost their loved ones in the, in the tsunami, for example, or their businesses, but yet they were still very proactive and very happy and positive. And it kind of puts things into perspective for you that yeah. actually, what am I complaining about? Like my life is not bad. My life is great. And it just changes something in you internally in a way that otherwise you couldn't do if you are looking at the same thing and being in the same environment and just speaking to the same people over and over again. So I, yeah. I personally truly believe that people have that power to change your life just by having a conversation with them. And that's why I love being a guest on, on podcasts as well, because you never know who will listen to it. And maybe us having this chat might help someone to, to come up with a new perspective. So absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And what was happening to you 
internally during that period? Because because I think that's what often gets missed. We we hear the story of this person who went apart, and mm-hmm. um, unless it's recorded in some sort of you know traditional literature, we don't necessarily hear what the internal engineering uh, work was going on. What was happening to you internally during that period? Yeah, this kind of process is definitely not all uh, love and light and all namaste. It's definitely the opposite of it. So I always say that people who are going through any kind of personal or spiritual development, the biggest transformations happen when you are at your lowest point in a way, because when you feel that everything is sort of like falling apart, not like physically, but you feel that all your belief systems and, and maybe your priorities or your principles, even your core values, you start questioning them and then things no longer make sense for you. You start questioning your entire existence. Like, why am I here? What's my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? Am I on the right path? All of these fun, big questions that come up in our mind every once in a while. So with that, for me, it was quite a tough process. So it sounds great. Like, yeah, I went to live in a jungle. It was great. Yeah, but we also had, you know, like poisonous snakes in that jungle or we had giant uh, spiders crawling into the bathroom, into the house and things like that, which are not always the fun side of things but at the same time I was also feeling kind of isolated being on an island as well being on an island is kind of my thing I I lived on so many islands I live on an island again but I think it has something to do with that internal process when you are physically isolated from the rest of the world being out in the ocean or or on the sea it helps you as well to to disconnect from your day-to-day activities and your thoughts as well And a lot of things comes up throughout that transformation. So for me, a lot of uh, sort of old wounds or old uh, associations in my mind were were coming to the surface. And I I kept on catching myself saying uh, specific terms that didn't make sense to me anymore. I'm like, why am I saying, why am I reacting to these uh, things in in such a way? And that's when that real healing sort of uh, and transformation takes place. But with that, a lot of your old baggage comes to the surface. And then it's up to you. Are you able to to cut it loose finally and and leave it behind so you can actually transform it and and come back to to reality as a slightly better and improved version of yourself? Or are you going to get stuck and feel sorry for yourself? So I don't think there's a magic formula for anyone. It has to come down to how how willing you are to, um, to change things for yourself. Because when you change things for yourself, for yourself, then everything else around you will also improve because you have an impact on your surroundings. Yeah. What do you think that is? Like, what? Why did you change for yourself? Because because it's true. Like we look at people's journeys, and some people get to a place of crisis, and then they're transformed by it. They they choose to do what you did, and they're transformed. Others aren't, and it just seems like we're awash in personal growth courses and literature. There's great, all these great podcasts. There's, there's, we're not short on information and yet we still see so many people just get stuck. Like, what do you think that like, why are, why do you, why from in your experience, why do you think people get stuck? It's definitely down to a lot of self-limiting beliefs that not many people are aware of because we are all, you know, just think about this for a second. Let's say maybe someone who's in their early 30s, that's usually a big time when people start transforming. It's just something to do with that phase of in your life, maybe a midlife crisis or something, I'm not sure. But when you are, let's say in this example, someone who's in early 30s and then suddenly realizes that I want to change, I want to turn my life around, I want to do things better, but then where do I start? What happens? And as you said, there's probably a bit of an information overload out there right now. Maybe 
10, 15 year, years ago, it was a lot simpler because you had the major books, you know, the classics, Napoleon Hill, Eckhart Tolle, like all of the, the big ones. And then you didn't have maybe that much of an information overload. Now you can go on social accounts, you can go on, on Google. And as you said, it's like being thrown at you from all these different directions. And your job is to figure out what's working for you and, and pick the pieces that is going to be useful or beneficial for you. But the biggest reason I think that people still get blocked is that even though that you're in that phrase or that phase in your life, when you feel that, okay, now I'm ready to, to change things for the better for myself, but you have that previous 29 or 30, 31 years of conditioning that has been stored in the back of your mind and you're not even aware of it. So all of these things that your brain collects throughout the years imagine just what happens to you in one day all of that stuff gets shoved in in a shelf on a shelf in your brain so throughout those 30 years you have a lot of rubbish to clear through from <laughs> from that so uh -huh. and it's not an easy process i always say that self-development is not an easy process so a lot of those uh, those people out there who would promote this thing for you like turn your life around in five easy steps that that right. is bs and please don't ever <laughs> fall for it because that's not the case that it takes time it takes dedication it takes commitment and and most of all to, to be courageous and brave enough to right. step away from what you've been doing up until that point and i think a lot of people are scared of change as well and that's usually what holds them back maybe they will start doing a few little changes here and there maybe changing their habits but when it comes to really letting go of their old beliefs and their old ways that's when they get stuck because that's a scary process letting yeah. go of yeah. who i thought i had been that's it's like killing a part of yourself basically that's what it is yeah and did you have to mourn any of those old parts i know that was a big, big part of my transformation was just like almost almost a funeral for some of those parts that i thought were a key part of me but mm -hmm. turns out they weren't yeah. that important I'm so happy that you mentioned this because, again, it's not one of those topics that people talk a lot about right. when it comes to your own inner transformation. Definitely, it's kind of like a, a grieving process, isn't it? Because you're saying goodbye to the old self. So when I, for example, for me, when I, I left that part of my life behind, when I was titled as the uh, the CEO at the age of 30 and being successful and all of that, right. and I'm leaving all of that behind, it, it kind of felt I was missing the buzz of the business world. I was missing, you know, going to these really important meetings and negotiating big bucks and all of that. So it, it kind of, you have to find a way, how do I make peace with it and let that part of me go and take the bits of it that was still serving me well and integrate it into the new me. So right. even as you're you're transforming, you don't completely have to, become a whole new person, but you can still take those elements and aspects away with you that, you know, it's going to serve you better in the long term, but you just sort of, uh, it's like, you know, when you get like these uh, updates for your, for your phones, you know, it's version 18.52 or something. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. So it, it's not the entire system that changes, but the bits are being tweaked a little bit. Um, so yeah, but it's not an easy, easy process for sure. I'm completely with you on that. I love that. And now, so now you took that transformation that occurred in you and in now in your journey, you're helping people more in a corporate space and you're helping them sort of go through that journey as well. I'm, it, correct me if I'm not characterizing the work you do right, but, but I know you're trying to build um, this idea of a spiritual business role and all that. So what I, help, help us now understand. So you, you had this transformative experience and now you're trying to take it into the market. What, what does that look like and how, do, how does that work for you? 
Yeah. So basically what happened, it was when after I came back to, um, to Europe and I was already, I took a, a job as a sales and marketing director because then I realized that I loved the business where I wasn't ready to let go of corporate. Yeah. But then I was very picky with who I would support with my knowledge. So that was one of the ways that I realized that I can bring my spirituality and my authenticity into my business life. So I was very selective of which company do I resonate with? Do I agree with their core values? Do I believe in what they do, what they say? So I, I picked this company. I I was working with in Barcelona but then again a few months later I, I still felt that okay it's great I'm building against someone else's thing but I know I could do so much bigger and better than that so one day I did the same thing I just pulled the rug under my feet I said that's it I don't I don't want to have a plan B I just need to figure out how can I fully combine these things and bring it to the surface and then it hit me it was at the beginning of 2020 before the word went a little crazy <laughs> but uh, I was sitting on my balcony in Barcelona and then that's when it hit me that I can just start my own business mentor others using my marketing and my business development knowledge within the spiritual industry because I didn't even realize there was such a thing as a spiritual industry until that moment I thought I came up with this great idea like let's build this new industry right. and right. then I started doing my research and I was like oh hold on it's already out there like great so then I started doing proper market re market research on it and I realized that this industry is booming like crazy and it's still projected to grow massively in the next uh, seven or eight years so with that, I was like, okay, great. I have my idea. I'm going to be doing what I love doing the most, still getting involved with you know, the marketing strategies and, and the business sort of side of things, but only work with people who are self-aware, who are spiritual, like healers, coaches, uh, um, yoga instructors, and, and yeah. that lovely bunch. Because what I realized is that they are so impact driven and they really want to, to change our world for the better and help humanity evolve in either physically, emotionally or mentally. But they are really lacking the essential business and marketing knowledge that they need mm. to, to grow their business. So it is really heartbreaking, actually, to, to see them struggle getting customers or they don't know the basic financial. I'm not generalizing saying it for everyone, but based on what I'm seeing, especially with my clients as well. The core foundations are missing because when you decide to become a coach or a healer, for example, they don't teach you how to become an entrepreneur. They don't teach you how to run a business and they don't right. teach you about, you know, financial planning or, or sales forecasting and, and those crucial things that a business actually needs to grow and, and to be able to be sustainable in the long term. So, so yeah, so for me, what I do now, I work with individuals, plus I also have a, a group coming up soon, mainly working with healers and coaches, as I said. Coaches are finding me quite a lot, and I love working with coaches because uh, of the experience that I had uh, as, uh, as their previous customer. And I help them to look at ways how they can bring their authenticity into their business and grow it so they can reach more people. So it could be either through their marketing activities or it could be mm -hmm. with optimizing some of their processes. So it's more of a, an overall business mentoring solution now that I do for them and just really helping them to, to kick the door in and <laughs> have them start going into the right direction with their business. Yeah, I love that idea. I love that idea. And because we always think about interdependence here, that by itself, like almost by design is a spiritual concern. Like how are we connected to each other? How do we rely on each other? How do we help each other succeed? Mm -hmm. But but I love what you're doing because I, I even in my own experience as a coach, like it's very difficult. I, look, I, I love coaching. I don't mm -hmm. love marketing. I don't love sales. Yeah. I'm not great at accounting. I mean, I, I could develop that mm -hmm. if I wish to. It's not an area of strength. So I love what you're doing. 
what do you, where do you, um, where do you find your, your clients struggle the most? Like what's the, what's the hardest issues they have to deal with to be in the spiritual business? And actually, I'm sorry, while you're answering that too, if you could help my listeners understand, like when I know what you mean when you say spiritual industry, but define that a little more closely and specifically. Yeah. It's a valid question because I, I do get actually asked a lot, like, what is the spiritual industry? And actually, that's one of the, the top search terms on Google that drives a lot of traffic to my website. People don't even know what is the spiritual industry. And there's a lot of misconception about spirituality in general. It doesn't mean that you are religious. It doesn't mean that you're a full hippie. It just means that you are questioning yourself and you're looking for ways and tools and guides to, to get to the bottom of things and understand yourself better and find out what you are meaning and your purposes in life whether that's free religion or other spiritual activities, that's a different story. But being in the spiritual industry, it literally is all about to enhance those skills that you have, which would be your intuition, your authenticity, your self-awareness, how your brain works and understanding the functioning of your, of your mind as a human yeah. being, because that's what drives us. And then it's amazing what your mind can actually do for you when you, when you know how to use it. Yeah. But then, you know, being in the spiritual industry could mean that you are helping people either physically, there's a lot of like spiritual healers out there, like Reiki healers, for example, or massage therapists, mm -hmm. um, acupuncturists, they would also fall within this kind of category. Or there are a lot of people who would do energy healing, so quantum healing or anything like that that falls into that. Also, you have a lot of people who are highly intuitive and they're really like tuned in to their um, to their guides or their intuition, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. So it could be them. They are guiding you or mentoring you in a way that maybe seems a little bit mystical because it's not something that your rational mind can comprehend. But it's basically nothing but your intuition and feeling each other out. Um, and also coaches and healers, as I said, these two are the main big, big categories that are popping up a lot, especially in the last couple of years. Like I see that happening that a lot more uh, coaches out there starting their own businesses to, to work with people who are trying to find them, find their ways and trying to feel more aligned in life and, and live a more purposeful and meaningful life. So it is a broad industry, wellness centers, yoga teachers, meditation guides, a lot of them actually fall into it. So then people do struggle with the most is when they are figuring out how to start their business is that they don't know what business to start because they would think that I need a lot of money. I need a lot of knowledge. I need a lot of time and you know, all of these excuses to start your business. But if it's just you starting a service-based business based on the skills, the talent, the knowledge, the interest that you have, it's not that difficult. I'm sure you can back me up with this as well. Like it seems crazy. Yeah. You get involved with a lot of different things, but to start, that's not the hard part. The hard part is to make sure that your business doesn't fail. That's a lot harder because you need to find you know, a steady flow of income by getting enough clients and providing a good service. But starting a business is not the hardest part. Coming up with the idea is one of them. I do see a lot of people are being confused. And again, going back to my search term results, I'm obsessed with SEO and, and seeing where my traffic comes from on my website, by the way, that's my marketing brain. Yeah. Yeah. So another, another big driver for me is that people are looking for what like spiritual business names and spiritual business ideas. So I, I see it in just even on my own data that the need is there. People are looking to, to start something that is going to be meaningful and purposeful, not just for them, but it serves a community. It serves something. It serves someone in a positive way.
Yeah, I love that. I love that. And why? I mean, this is sort of a big question. This is a big pitch. <laughs> like, why is the spiritual industry growing right now? What is it? Because I, I, I observed the same thing. What is it about the world, the culture that is demanding the growth of this spiritual industry? I think a lot more people are fed up <laughs> in a simple way. People yep. are really fed up with the illusion with uh, certain structures, things that are not working, outdated systems, outdated setups, businesses that are not actually contributing to society in a positive way, especially especially within the sort of millennial and Gen Z generation. They're a lot more aware about who they do business with. It's just, it's just a different generational thing as well. You can attach to it. And also a lot more people are now starting their own businesses a lot younger, at a younger age as well, not waiting until I become 30, 40 or whatever to start my own business. But they can you can make money nowadays with pretty much anything that you do. You can create videos, you can do podcasts, you know, all of these yeah. things. So because of that, that's also one of the reasons. But on a deeper internal level is the last couple of years has a lot to do with it as well, actually, that when people suddenly realize that either they lost their jobs or they got stuck at home or they, they're just stuck inside a house with their thoughts, they started questioning their own existence. So at the time, actually, I was, uh, I was helping out this uh, coaching company and I was also speaking with a lot of clients um, wanting to work with a coach. And one of the, the things that kept on repeating in every single conversation was that people were saying that I don't know who I am anymore. It really felt for them, especially the ones who maybe were made redundant after a long time. And they were thinking that, okay, I thought that was me working in this job, having that title was me. So I don't have that anymore. So who I am now? And they start digging a little bit deeper or people realize that uh, I hate my job. And then just this big resignation happened. I think you right. even like, we're talking about that <laughs> recently. But uh, yeah, so these are these major internal uh, transformational processes that are happening collectively globally around the world and and it is driving this massive change forward that people are now craving authenticity people are craving to be dealing with people and everyone had enough of the bs no one wants the get fast rich you know schemes right. and and grow your business in five days and all of that that nonsense that you can still grow your business in five days if you want to but do it in a purposeful way and generate right. purposeful profit instead of just chasing profit over over purpose so i think there's a lot to it definitely in the last two years has helped people to figure things out of who they are internally and in, independently and made them realize that they hate their job and they want to do something that is more meaningful and um, that serves that serves uh, something in a good way. Because if you build a business around that, that if you ask yourself that one question, like the activity or the service or the product that I'm selling or doing, how is that going to serve a community? How is that going to serve uh, my uh, my country, my continent, my planet, whatever that is. Yeah. If it, if it says it serves it in a good way, then please do it. The world needs more of you out there. So. <laughs> Absolutely. It almost feels like we're waking from a dream. I mean, I was I was around and I started working. I started my career in the 80s when mm -hmm. like it was corporate greed. And that was all a big deal. Like um, Wall Street movie, the Wall Street, the movie Wall yeah. Street came out. Greed is good. And we're now at it seems like we're at the tail end of that and people are waking up. And I think the pandemic played a part in it. But in, in many ways, I wonder if it just sort of sped it up. I think so. I think it was like the final uh, 
sort of a push that yeah. society and yeah. humanity yeah. needed because I think like people in general were maybe not paying that much attention to what was happening in our world and which direction globally we were heading and then having something like this globally I, I don't believe it is kind of a coincidence I think humanity needed it and I know it's like, like had a lot of negative impact on people as well but in the long term it definitely helps a lot of people especially collectively all of us to shift into a new direction and as you said it is now the tale of all of that last uh, sort of 20-30 years behind us when everything was glamorized like working long hours and the hustle and the grind and, and all of that and you know work until you have a heart attack like no please don't do that you know <laughs> that's not fun so yeah, yeah I'm with you that us I think as humanity we are just simply evolving and if you look back in history as well look back on ancient civilizations there's always a cycle that humanity collectively goes through because we are so connected whatever happens here has an impact on someone else at the other side of the the globe so for now I really feel that there's a major shift is happening and people are changing for the better and, and I'm hope, hoping to see this uh, sort of playing out in the long term as well and then Maybe in about a few years time, we catch up again and we'll be like, remember that chat we had a few years ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. So, um, so a lot of, obviously a lot of coaches, healers, those type of people listen to my work. How could they engage you? If they were interested in engaging you and having you help them, how could they do that? And what would that look like? Yeah, so I have a couple of solutions available on my website, which is Connect One Marketing. And the name as well, just a little side note, I gave this uh, name Connect One Marketing because I really wanted to show that we are all connected and we need to connect together and, and be as one. And you can do that with your business and your marketing as well. So it's connectonemarketing.com. I also have a, a, you can work with me on a one-on-one -on -one basis as well if they prefer to do that. So they can, I can mentor them through their business. But I also have a really cool group program where I pro by buddied up with a mindfulness coach. So we are helping people to, uh, to grow their businesses without burning out. So ignoring, you know, the hustle and grind <laughs> sort of uh, approach, but doing it in a way that is sustainable mentally as well. Uh, and I've got a couple of products as well on courses of how to sell in an authentic way and also how to put together a, um, a sales strategy again in a soulful manner. I love that. I love that. This has been great. I, I'm yeah. so energized. This is life-giving. <laughs> really appreciate it. appreciate your presence likewise likewise i had so much fun i could probably talk to you about another 10 15 hours but maybe your listeners don't want that <laughs> i'm sure we could well thank you so much for your time this was great i'm ex i'm excited to tell your story and to get that out there to the people who listen to this podcast thank and, you so uh, much for having me it was so much fun chatting with you and i'm wishing you many many happy clients as well as a coach because what you guys do as coaches are so transformative and as i said I work with two amazing coaches and, and the results were incredible. And what I love most about the coaching uh, work itself is that the results you get, the, they are there with you for life. It's not just a quick fix, but, you know, so many happy clients to you as well. And uh, I hope you can change a lot of lives around. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you.